Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez, right here on 670 The Score, hanging out with you guys till 9 o'clock. And ladies, uh, taking some phone calls. I don't know, today seems like a tipping point for me. After talking to Tyvis Powell and just thinking back to all my conversations with current and former football players in the NFL, and they're all, they're all just looking at me and telling me, like, you're crazy. I am the only one that's going against the grain of current and former football players. And that right there, after Tyvis Powell was just so adamant, it, like, nah, I think you need to build around him. I'm like, damn, am I wrong? Are my eyes wrong? Am I going too hard on what, my, what I think and I don't have enough foresight? Today's the first day I've actually thought like that. And uh, I want to take some phone calls before we get to Corey Wooten to, to just, you know, check the temperature. Nothing wrong with that. This is your station. You get a chance to give your opinion as well. And that's what we're doing. 312-644-6767. Uh, let's go to John. First, uh, John, so you think Fields, talk to me about what you think about Justin Fields. So I think you have to kind of look at it through two different lenses. So he's on a rookie deal right now, and I feel like for all his deficiencies, I, I still think we're getting a lot of bang for our buck. But I feel like if you get a new contract and you're making, you know, $30, $20 million a year, that a lot of those deficiencies are, are going to have to go away, and you're going to have to start playing up to that contract. So do I think he's there right now? Probably not. But, like, I think I'd still like to see him and take a gamble with a big contract and see if he can refine that. John, doesn't that sound better. scary? Like, when you're talking about giving him a big contract and still still being like, I hope he lives up to it. Like, if you're pissed, if you're if you're on the fence now, imagine when you've given that guy that much money a year and you're like, oh, my God, we're giving this guy this much money to be a middle-of-the-road quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it scares me a little bit, but at the same time, you know, I I think I really love Justin Fields, and that's what maybe Fair. the Chicago home in me, but, you know, I, I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback like him in Chicago. And I John, how old are you? John, how old are you? Oh, I'm 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound like me with Mitch so, Trubisky. That's what, you really, yeah. that's what you really sound like. Like me a couple of years, you know, six, seven years ago, young, you know, loving Mitch Trubisky and drinking the Trubisky whiskey. It's like... I get it. You're 26. I love. I would love Justin Fields as much too, but I've been hurt, and my eyes have seen some football. 
But, you know, John, you're with the majority. I want to be very clear. You're with the majority. I talk to these football players all the time. And they all and the funniest thing is, and then I I I'm the idiot analyst that's like, yeah, no, I'm ready to move on from Justin. And all these football players looking at me like, hmm, that's why you're an analyst and you never played. And I know what's up. I'm like, oh my God. I'm just it's all hitting me. Let's go to Mike from Geneva. Mike, talk to me. Hey, I was just thinking about it since we're playing the Browns. Would you rather have Deshaun Watson or Justin Fields? Kind of put the off the field stuff. Yeah, Yeah, it's tough to do that, but but I hear what you're saying. I I, I would tell you this, Mike. I would have rather have had a Deshaun Watson than a Mitchell Trubisky and still been riding that thing out. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Watch your mouth, mouth, Mike. But but I I do agree that, 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 you know, I would rather have a Deshaun Watson than than a a Mitchell Trubisky. Would I rather have a Deshaun Watson than a Justin Fields? Assuming they're both healthy, yeah, it's going to sound like I'm hating. It's going to sound like it. Just make sure you say bye to him. Um, as long as if Sean's healthy and like if Deshaun's healthy and I don't have to worry about, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like now I'm in a worse position than I've ever been when it comes to my opinion. Because these are all great questions. Deshaun Watson or Justin Fields. Oh my God. You can, you can really debate that all day. And then you could throw in C neither. And I want to draft a quarterback next year with the number one pick. I don't want Deshaun or Justin. I'd rather take one more swing at the fence. Mike, thanks for the call, man. I really genuinely appreciate it. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Jim from Bloomingdale, Tyler. Jim from Bloomingdale, talk to me about what your overview of the season is. I got a question for you. Yeah. First of all, what what quarterback is more athletic? Quentin than Fields. Number two, let's go back to the beginning of the year. At the first three games, he had no offensive line. The defense was the defense was atrocious. Everything, okay. And now he's playing. Look at Denver. He was blue and he was, he was all pro when he played when we played up uh, when we played Denver. Washington doing good. How many games can you sit there and honestly say we lost because of the quarterback? And how many games did we lose because of the play calling? Appreciate the call, Jim. No. Oh no! Hold on! No, no! I, I appreciate the call, Jim. Uh, and I let's, let's go. Let's go to what you're saying. Like, who's more athletic than Justin? If I have to answer that question, if I have to answer that question, then you have to answer the other five. Like, who's a better, you know, pocket passer than Justin? Who can read defenses better than Justin? Who can throw a better ball than Justin? Who can process things better than Justin? Who can pick up blitzes better than you know what I mean? Like if I have to answer your who's more athletic, then we we can't just stop there. We'd have to ask all the other questions as well. And then you pointed to the Denver game and you're like, well, who's who lost? Justin. I mean, he had, I think it was three opportunities in that Denver game to to either create distance or come ahead at the very end. Listen, it's a great conversation, and that's why we're having it, right? Like that's why that's why that's why the city is divided right now when it comes to Justin Fields and I I realize that I'm in these last couple of calls maybe I haven't been doing a good enough job of how do I say it not trying to to impose my opinion on you right I don't I don't want to change your mind I want to have a debate and I think that's I, I got to be better at that in these next couple of calls let's go to John Outenworth. 
John, you know, the last caller just called in and was talking about the offensive line, but wasn't that the excuse two years ago, right? Like not having weapons and not having an offensive line was two years ago. And then this year, the, the O-line is without question improved and the offensive weapons are without question an improvement over last year. I couldn't agree more. I mean, you, the, 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 I would say it's coming together now. At the beginning of this year, when the Bears looked terrible those first four games, they had Tevin Jenkins on injured reserve. Yep. Nate Davis was out. Uh, I can't remember if it was all family stuff or some injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nonetheless. Jones said the right now the Bears have four spots on that offensive line that are pretty well locked down. Uh, good guys. I mean, if they if they had a a, a good center, they, they would have one of the best offensive lines in, in the league. And I think Justin Fields is playing well. You know, well, he's he he he's using the weapons he's got. I I think we're seeing him grow into being a franchise quarterback. We've been waiting for this. It took three years. Last year was a disaster. They he he had no help. And, and you know, you can go look at Kansas City this year. With uh, Pat Mahomes, you know, he's got Travis Kelsey, the best tight end ever, and and maybe one or two decent wide receivers, and he's struggling. I mean, it's a tough league. Yeah, it is a a tough league, John, and I hear what you're saying. The last, to your last point, you know, he doesn't have anyone over there in Miami. No one. MBS is not a – he has a, a wide receiver room similar to that of the Bears a couple of years ago. Um, I think I just saw a stat that Sam Howell put up more fantasy points this year than Patrick Mahomes. That's wild. I get, and listen, I, I think I need to take a step back and then like reiterate something. And it is that for me, it's not, you know, Justin Fields. It does. He suck or not. That's not, that's not what my stance is. It is that there is uncertainty at the quarterback position. Whoever feels like Justin Fields is going to be good, they within their argument, there are still like three factors that need to happen in order for him to be good. And that's the part that I have a problem with. Where it's, dude, what are you talking about? Justin Fields, man. If he just gets an, a different offensive coordinator and another wide receiver and two more offensive linemen, then we're going to see what's up with Justin And to me... That is the part where I, I I start to back away from the argument because I'm like, but wait, we're still – you cannot definitively say he's there or, yes, he is that guy. It's if he gets this, I hope that he – and that's just the problem that I have with it. And so for me, it's like, all right, you know what? I don't want to be in that position anymore. And, again, you cannot win the Super Bowl every year, right? So they're going to lose a lot. And so if Justin Fields goes somewhere else – they might win, but they ain't winning no Super Bowls every year, right? Hopefully the Bears are winning one of those. I don't know. That's my opinion. But that's why we're taking calls. 312-644-6767. Take a couple more before we get to Corey Booten. Uh, let's go to D.C. on the road. Line one more, well, line one more up for me, uh, Tyler. D.C., what up? D.C., you there? Hello? Yes, talk to me. Oh, hey, this is Andy. Yeah, I, thought, I was confused a little bit. So, yeah. What, but, yeah, hey, uh, great show, Gabe. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, so I, I'm kind of in the same position that you are, somewhat on the fence on fields. 
Uh, to me, the biggest issue with him has been the turnovers, and in particular in the fourth quarter. Now, to his credit, this last game against Detroit, he didn't have any. Mm-hmm. So that's a step in the right direction. Um, this game coming up against Cleveland is a big test. He's facing a really great defense. You remember his debut against them. Miles Garrett was all over him, so hopefully they'll have somebody block for him. I think it's going to look a lot like the Minnesota game more than likely. Um, but um, to me, you know, he def- these last several games, these last four games, are really an audition. And to me, the most important one is the final exam. I mean, as a Bears fan, our biggest rival, supposedly, is the Green Bay Packers. And we have been in the wilderness basically for the last 30 years. That has been a one-way rivalry since Brett Favre, pretty much, right? Yeah. So, you know, what I want to see is Justin Fields and Eberflus and the Bears deflower LaFleur and hand the Packers a loss, LaFleur's first loss against the Bears. He's never been beaten by Oh, because the they, the, they play them in the last game of the season. So that would that'd be great if they do that. And, you know, Bears need to win out if they want to make the playoffs. I love the scenarios. You got that audio for me, Tyler Oder? That I asked for it about the about the or I sent you the audio that explains how the Bears can make the playoffs. Pull it up for me so we can play that before we go to break. Uh, but first give me Parker. Parker in Woodridge. Parker, talk to me about what you think the Bears are gonna do with that number one pick. All right. So uh hey, love your show first off. Thanks, Parker. Um so, I mean, all Bears fans, you know, despite how much we love Justin, Justin is a baller, great athlete. He's got everything you want in a quarterback in this day and age. However, we all know, like, deep down in our gut, getting a first, the first overall pick two years in a row, the Bears, they're going to pick Caleb. <laughs> they they're going to pick him. They, they have to. And, and I know it's, it's brutal to hear it. And, and it's brutal to, like, digest it, they're going to take Caleb. It's not as much of a risk as a lot of people think. First off, like you and a lot of the other callers before me, you know, have said that the situation with the Bears and the offense is a lot better than most rookie quarterbacks would get. Like, look at Bryce. The poor guy has got no protection. He's <laughs> no, got no, no wide receivers, nothing. Right. He's got no chance. It's not even fair. Not even fair. He seems like an awesome – he seems like a great kid. He seems like a good athlete, too. He's, he looks smart. He just has no chance. However, Caleb Williams, despite his some of his struggles this season in college, the situation he's walking into, it's not as risky of a move going with a rookie than most people would think. I know there's like – the, the salary situation, people think, oh, you don't want to have to pay Justin. And, yeah, I don't really think they're thinking about the salary. I think they're just thinking of, like you said, you got to swing for the fence in the NFL. You can't just stick with the guy that we all know. He's, 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 a, he's a heck of a player. But what if we could do better? Right. What if Caleb is the guy? What if we have a guy who can throw to – to Mooney, get other players involved besides Komet and DJ. What if he's what if he's there at the first pick? You yeah, know what I mean? Of course. What I, if he's there? Where, listen, he, he could be there. You sound like my brain going in circles about what the possibilities of everything can be, Parker. And I think that's the the beauty of where the Bears are at right now, and the decision that they have to make is that it is it is not a clear cut decision. 
It is one that most people are on the fence about. But I, I want to encourage you to do this. Remove yourself from your own opinion for a second. And put yourself in the shoes of Ryan Poles, a brand new GM, who has done a hell of a job building this team up, putting it in the position that it's in right now. And you sit on the number one pick. First of all, you intentionally traded away the number one pick last year because you wanted to see what you had in Justin Fields, and you knew that there was a plethora of quarterbacks coming out that you'd be able to choose from to replace Justin Fields. Now you have the number one pick again. Put yourself in Ryan Poles' shoes. What is he doing? To me, it's unfortunate, but he is selecting a quarterback. He is going to continue to build the Bears. And if he takes Caleb Williams or Drake May or whatever the hell it is, he is going to continue to build this roster. And if Justin Fields can bring back some assets to where the team can be better as a result of it, to me, to me, as a second-year GM coming in to build at this franchise, that's what I think he'd do. But I'm curious what you think. And you can text in as well. 312 644 67, 67. We're going to be talking about this for a while, man. And we're also going to be talking about it the remainder of the hour with my next guest, Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear. He and I do the Bears post-game show on Fox 32 on Sundays with our Miller Lite Brewing Views. And now we get to bring our greatness to the radio. Uh, Corey joins us next. What does he have to say about Justin Fields going up against Cleveland? We'll find out after this. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Golf under pressure and Montez Sweat refused to let go. He gets the sack. After they finally get an explosive play, it's negated with a 10-yard sack. How about the power of Montez Sweat? And remember, when you're in the pocket, the quarterback, there is no horse collar rule. That's correct. So you can grab the quarterback just about anywhere you want except the face mask. Montez Sweat showing off that power. We're back. 
live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. A little Montez Sweat action right there. That's got to make people feel good. Uh, everybody, everybody, get to it. I know Corey's dancing right now. Let me just get to him because I want to talk to him. Uh, joining us right now on the guest hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois, former Northwestern alum, former Chicago Bear, my good friend, Corey Wu. And Corey, welcome to the show. What's what's up, my man? And just like the Black Eyed Peas, let's get it let's started. Get it started. Uh, <laughs> I need me some Corey. Corey, I wish you lived closer, man. I, I'd be coming oh, over to your man. house right now, man. I've been telling these guys all week, man. I've just been down in the dumps, man, personally. And uh, Really? Yeah, and every time I hang out with you, man, you always make me feel a lot better. And uh, I love your energy, bro. So I really need this uh, right here, man. So let's let's yeah. let's chat about this real quick. Let's, the Bears taking on mm-hmm. the... Uh, the Cleveland Browns on Sunday, man, uh, you know, we heard from Justin Fields today, Corey, and he talked about, you know, his first time there and how things are different. Talk to me about the differences from Justin Fields in year one, you know, with Matt Nagy and, and, and playing that, that game in particular and the ones, you know, before and after and then where he's at right now. Yeah, that uh that that game, uh man, we were uh we were at an outdoor spot, me and you broadcasting. Remember that game? Oh my god, I forgot we were Garrett. together. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Come on, bro, you can't I, forget about you're that. You're right. We were together doing that. Oh my god. And we yeah. were like, what the hell is going five wide receivers? Oh my god, I do remember that. <laughs> yep, exactly. We're like, what the heck is going on? He took a million stacks. I think Miles Garrett had three and a half. I think Xavion Clowney had like another two. I mean, they were giving Justin Fields in that offensive line fits. But fast forward to 2023, this offensive line looks a lot different, right? So I'm I'm excited for this game. I think this is a, a critical game game. And it's coming off where Justin Fields, I thought, had a good performance. You know, I, I know me and you have been talking personally um, off air and everything about Justin Fields and, and kind of, you know, where you are with him. And you, you know where I am, you know, where I think he is the future. I think he is talented. I think he's showing what he can do and, and what he can do with this team. Um, but we had talked, we had touched about it. I think a lot of people are very nervous of what happened previously with Mitchell Trubisky, and they're trying to transfer some of this juju to Justin Fields. And I don't like it. I mean – I try, you know me, I've been trying to convince myself that Justin Fields is the guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that I can't, I can't figure out where the separation is. Like what I try to pinpoint it, Corey. And I'm like, it's the inconsistency in play. And mm-hmm. then the counter to that is, well, you know, if he had a play caller an offensive line and more weapons, then, then that would eliminate all of that. That would eliminate mm-hmm. the inconsistency. Why is that true? So, so I think when you talk about quarterbacks in general in this league, and I think even the most talented ones this year have been very up and down, right? Even even a guy like Jalen Hurts, um, you look at Josh Allen, right? Uh, MVP type of candidate, perennial pro bowler, even Patrick Mahomes. And um, it's just been a very different year for quarterbacks. But I think with Justin Fields, right, there's no doubt, right, we can both agree that Luke Getze has to do a better job at times play calling. Right? I think we both agree with that. Um, I think the offensive line is where it needs to be, right? Um, I think they're playing pretty well. I think you can always add another weapon and, and help out any quarterback in there. So I I just think he has all the talent in the world, Gabe. And I think you have to continue building around him 
because my 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 question you have to ask is is Caleb Williams better than is Drake May better than Justin Fields? And I don't believe that right now. Not not better, but will he be better? I think that's a better question. Will he will they be better? Only 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 time will tell, but I think Justin Fields could be a better version of Jalen Hurts. Okay. I do. I really do. We're talking to Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear here on six seventy the score. I am Gabe Ramirez. I want you to do me a favor, Corey. I mean, obviously you played in the league for a long time. Talk to me about the drop-off in quarterback play from, you know, of the from the different levels, right? Like if mm-hmm. we're talking about, you know, like you're, you're you're a defender going into, you know, a week and you're like, okay, week, let's just say eight, we're facing quarterback that's in the A level, right? And then mm-hmm. we're facing, you know, week nine, we got the quarterback that's in the B level. And then week mm-hmm. 10, it's, you know, somebody got hurt and we're facing the C, court, C level quarterback. Talk exactly. to me about the the like I don't think that we as a fan base understand what those drop offs are like, and we 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 too often just put everybody together. Yeah, I I think I think that's what it becomes sometimes. Uh, but the level of drop off is pretty big, right? So I went from playing you know a guy like uh, Aaron Rodgers to then Blaine Gabbert. Right, and this is a big drop. <laughs> right, right, right. No right, offense right, to Blaine right. Gabbert. Oh, no shade, like no shade. A, seems seems like a great guy and all that, but it is what it is, right? Um, the level of drop off is huge, right? And we'd say Aaron Rodgers is an A quarterback, Blaine Gabbert C D class quarterback. So the drop off is big, and you look at um, you know holding the football, uh, scared to get hit, uh, seeing ghosts out there. That's what you see with some of these quarterbacks that are on on the lower levels. And we even saw it with a guy with Jared Goff this past weekend. There was a couple times where Montez Sweat and company were close to him, and he looked like Sam Donald. You remember he was seeing ghosts? I thought (laughs) this was the sixth sense. I thought Haley Joe Osmond part three or something. I didn't know, man. But he was seeing ghosts. He said, I see defensive there. (laughs) But but that's that's what pressure will do. Um, So so when I think about it, Gabe, and, and you know where I stand on Justin Fields, like, I'm thinking of it from being being a former defensive end, right? And and what matchup gives you the most fits? And I think a guy like Justin Fields does, right? And just think about how he finished that game. And and you know, I know you've been very critical on him, but some of the throws he was throwing at the end, like Darnell Mooney dropped a couple that were right on the money. Uh, the huge throw to DJ Moore, Cole Komet in that second half, he was pretty dang accurate. He looked good. He looked efficient. Um, and I'm just saying, like, that's that's a sample size of what he can continue to do. And I think the one good thing that we've seen with him is he's cleaned up the interceptions, right? And that was something early on in his career that he kind of struggled with, right? Yeah. He'd throw a lot of errant balls that were picked. And we're see- what we're seeing is him being more efficient with the passing game and avoid some of those picks, right? Fumbles, especially in that Minnesota game, that was something you can't do. But I'm seeing growth. I'm seeing progression. I think fans in general, Gabe, they get impatient, and they and they want a quarterback to be an A rating right away. And it doesn't always work like that, right? It takes time for some people. You look at a guy like John Elway, right? Early on in his career, people didn't think he could play at all. And they started getting him on the move. He started getting more comfortable, and then all of a sudden, he thrusted his great quarterback. So same thing with Steve Young. So I think people just get impatient, right? And especially the Bears. Think about the Bears situation here. We have never had a quarterback in Chicago that we can say was elite. Can we agree with that? Agree. agree. Uh, Jay Cutler, but I like him a lot. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. 
Yeah, but like uh, like an top Aaron Rodgers. Right, like top five quarterback. Yeah, exactly, right. Drew Brees, yeah. So we've never had that. So I think fans are so impatient, and they just think, oh, let's draft Caleb Williams, or let's draft Drake May, and they're going to be our guy now. No, the thing is why I'm saying pump the brakes on that, because if you continue to build the team, and look what Poles has done. He's loved to trade back, get more picks, because you, you continue to develop this roster. And when I was thinking about it, I'm like, man, if you draft a guy like Marvin Harrison, right, you rock with Justin Fields, you get um, Johnny Newton uh, from Illinois, the three technique, who's a stud, Gabe. I watched him playing in the Big Ten this year, last year, one, one, arguably one of the best three techniques coming out right now. Quickness, get off, hand usage, disruptive, gets off the football would be a perfect fit for this. And then all of a sudden you add another defensive end in the free agency, and this defense gets a whole lot better. And then the offense, imagine having two weapons with DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. With, with an offensive coordinator that, that, is, that is legit. That's, pretty, that's a pretty scary team right there. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good team. And, again, I'm, I'm here for this, Corey, because I, I, I get it. And, it. and the reality is, I mean, if the Bears were picking 14th, we wouldn't even be talking about this right now. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, it would be like, oh, it's Justin Fields, whatever, because he is good enough that you would just stick with him and you wouldn't be, you know, you probably draft some quarterback in, like, the fourth, fifth round or something like that, you know, just to have as a backup. But, you know, we don't. We don't have the 14th pick. The Bears have the number one pick and the number eight pick. So I think it's because the opportunity is there, and we've just never had an opportunity. I, 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 I took a spin on the web, Corey, and I tried to look up the quarterbacks that were taken in the top 10 in the last 10 years. Okay, mm-hmm. So in 2022, not one quarterback was taken in the top 10. That's wild. That's the Aiden Hutchinson year. Okay. Oh, yep, yep. All right, so that's 2022. All right, 2021, Trevor Lawrence. Good quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, who was drafted 11th. So, but those three were taken one, two, three. 2020, top 10 quarterbacks now only. Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa. Mm, mm-hmm. I think you'd rather have either one of those over Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. 2019, Kyler Murray, number one. Oh, Justin yeah. Herbert was 2022? Yeah. Oh, no, 2020, right? 2020, yeah, he's 2020. Oh, but Herbert was outside of the top 10. Yep. No, no, he was like six. Oh, six. Okay, yeah, you're right. Why did that yeah. pop up? Right? What else? Top 10, for my sure. Bad, my bad. Thanks for the catch, Tyler Franco. 2018, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen drafted seventh. Mm-hmm. 2017, Mitch drafted second. Patrick Mahomes, 10th. Deshaun Watson's in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then 2016, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. The point I'm trying to make is, there are certain years where there are surefire quarterbacks that have come out. And mm-hmm. there are certain years where they're not. And I think this is a year where people feel strongly that, you know, there is that Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray type quarterback that can be a difference maker for your team. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. But one, one name that you brought up, right, really has me intrigued. Uh, Tua. Right, to a t- okay. when he first got to Miami, bro, they was ready to push him to the side. He can't play. He's trash. He's this. Insert Mike McDaniel. Obviously, he's got Tyreek Hill, and then all of a sudden, he's an MVP caliber candidate. Right, Pro Bowler, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Why do you think that is? They were ready to be done with him. 
But that, that's the point I'm making is that see how much a play caller, offensive coordinator that knows what they're doing, how they can elevate a quarterback's game. So he took Tua to a guy that was below average. And we could agree that Justin Fields is not below average, right? Oh, agreed. Yeah, and took Tua to a Pro Bowl MVP type candidate. So that that is what I'm saying. And that's real. That is. You, you look at you look at um what the Texans have been able to do with, with CJ Stroud, right? Who's their offensive coordinator? Bobby Slowick, right? He's been he was in San Francisco for six years learning under Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel, all these other guys. So that's all I'm saying. Okay. The coordinator does play a huge part in a quarterback success, no doubt about it. Right? I think we could all agree with that. Hundred percent. All right, we're talking to Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. It's going to be interesting to see what the Bears do, but, you know, there's still four more games to be played, Corey, right? I mean, just like Mm -hmm. we can agree that there's growth with Justin Fields, we can also agree that there's been inconsistency, but he's been playing consistent as of late. So what we're doing is a lot of us are holding our breath, wondering if there's going to be another dud in there or a couple of duds in these last four games. What are you expecting to see against the Cleveland Browns? We'll be together. I'll get the address yep. in a second, but we'll be together. What are you expecting yeah. to see? Well, I'm expecting the Bears to dominate this one. Supposedly, Cleveland is without both of their starting offensive tackles. Right. So, so this think about the way the defense has been playing, the defensive line. I know a guy like Montez Sweat is, is licking his chops ready to go against whatever second-string guy is in there. Um, it's unfortunate that Yannick is, is on IR with that broken ankle, um, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping another guy can step up, maybe Walker and company. But I just really have loved how this team has played since Montez Sweat has, has, has arrived. I think he's elevated everybody's game. He's reinvigorated this defensive line. Um, look at the pressure that Justin Jones, Jervon Dexter, Zach Pickens have, have gotten recently since Montez Sweat, right? And there is a there's a huge difference between the amount of rush and cover. Look at all the picks with Jalen Johnson and company. That this is how that Tampa two scheme operates off the rush, and then all of a sudden the cover benefits. So that's what we're seeing right now. So I expect the Bears to, to get a lot of sacks this game. I think this is a confidence-building game for them. I expect a guy like Montez Sweat to at least have two in this game, right? And, and if, if I'm them, I'm really trying to get after them. Um, but the one guy that you really got to watch out, um, and years past, he really wasn't as big of a threat, David Njoku, the tight end. He really mm. feels like he's starting to come into his own. Especially right? with Joe Flacco, right? Exactly, because you know Joe Flacco is a veteran guy that, hey, had great tight ends, and he's going to go look for him. So that's a guy that I'm, I'm kind of nervous about because he's one of those guys, Gabe, that's a freak of nature, 6'4", 6'5", 260 pounds, runs a 4'5", stretched the field, can jump, and he's catching the ball a lot better than he has throughout his career. And we're seeing him finally come. And he's on pace to go for 900,000 yards this season. So that, that's one of the matchups that I'm going to look forward to seeing. Hopefully the Bears can get after Joe Flacco and eliminate that. But they got Amari Cooper as well. Um, so I expect the Bears to win this game, right? I think they they are they are peaking at the right time, Gabe. Right? People were critical when I said, "Hey, you know the Bears are, the Bears are going to put up twenty eight on on Detroit." Oh, really? Oh, no, man. The Bears are peaking at the right time defensively. They're playing lights out. 
They're getting turnovers. They're getting pressure. And then offensively, stuff is starting to come. They're getting the run game going. Justin Fields is being more efficient. He's not turning the football over. So I think this is a perfect matchup. And the Bears, they're still in the hunt. So you're telling me there's a chance. Hey, huh? telling me. Tyler, you got the audio? <laughs> Listen to this, Corey. Listen to this. Listen to this. It's possible for the Chicago Bears to get the number one overall pick and make the playoffs this season. Yup, it can happen. First, the Bears need to win out. Then they need the Panthers to finish with the worst record in the NFL, which they currently have at 1-12. Reminder that the Bears own the Panthers' first rounder from this year from the trade that gave the Panthers the 2023 number one overall pick that they eventually used on Bryce Young. Now here's where it gets interesting. They need the Vikings to lose three of their next four games, both the Seahawks and Rams to lose at least two games, and any two of the Bucks, Falcons, and Saints to lose at least two games. If all of those things happen, then the Bears would be playoff bound while holding the number one overall pick for the 2024 draft. Hey. Crazier things have happened. Hey. Right? Doesn't sound too difficult. I, I like that. Vikings, Bears just have to take Right. Bears take gotta this. handle business. And that's what that's the yep. gonna be the difficult part. Because because the Cleveland Browns most certainly want to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The Green Bay Packers want to make the playoffs, especially after losing that last game against the Giants. Atlanta wants to win the NFC South. Mm-hmm. And Arizona is still trying to get their footing underneath them. So you're going to be playing some teams that are going to be motivated to yep. win. You're not just going to have any pushovers. But I, I do agree that I think the Bears are playing at a, at a, at a different pace. Corey, I'm going to keep you for a couple more minutes, all right? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Just a couple, just it, a couple, couple more minutes. We'll take a quick break. More Corey Wooten uh, right after this. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. And I got one of my favorites, Corey Wooten, hanging out with me, former Chicago Bear. Also, my co-host on Fox 32 on Sundays as we tackle the Chicago Bears at the Miller Lite Brewing Views. This Sunday, Corey and I are going to be at, I know I'm going to butcher this name, Corey, Marcotti's <laughs> or Marcotte's? Marcotte's? Uh, Mark, 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 I don't know, man. I, I don't want to say the wrong thing, so it's because on we, you, brother. I, well, <laughs> the funny thing is, Corey and I, so Corey and I, we, we film these like promos that they air on Fox 32. We film them at the beginning of the season. So we've already said this name, but it just happened to be, you know, five months ago, probably at this exactly. point. I think it's Marcotti's. Yeah, well, last time we were doing right. the promos, bro, we could not stop laughing. We were, we were laughing for about five minutes straight. <laughs> we, and what, what what was it? What was it that had us laughing, cracking? Up? I think I, I think it was. Um, I think I think I looked at you or something, and, and you're like, "Man, stop it!" <laughs> you said I was making you laugh or something. We, I just remember we got the giggles and we couldn't stop, man. But but yeah, Mar- Mar- Marcotti Marcotti's Bar and Grill in Oak Forest. Corey mm-hmm. and I are going to be there, so if you want to watch the game with. You know, some good people, man. We always have packed houses. They always have oh, good yeah. good drink specials. We give away tickets to the Bears games. We give away a lot of swag from Miller Lite. Uh, so, again, this Sunday, Corey and I are going to be at Marcotti's Bar and Grill, 15501 South Cicero. At, man, it's 2023. Google it. Marcotti's yeah. Bar and Grill in Oak Forest. That's where we're <laughs> going to be. Come hang out with us. Um, <clears throat> all right, Corey. I almost broke, real quick, I almost broke your hand this week. You tell them about that real Dude. quick. I got I got super excited okay. that the Bears made a huge play. I think it was I think it was a pick and a touchdown. Touchdown, yeah, and it was I a touchdown. I yeah, I slapped Gabe's hand so hard, Dude. and then after that, he was like, he was keeping no, he was, like, he was, no he was, more he was, <laughs> elbows only. He was pounding me after that. He's like, Dude, nah, I'm good. Bro. Let me he tell you me his elbow. <laughs> here's here's the thing, right? Like Corey's my friend, and 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 I treat Corey like I would my regular sized friends, right? Like my, my friends that are 5'10", 180. Like I treat Corey like that, 
like when I talk trash to him, when I whatever it is. And then I get I always get reminded every once every couple of weeks that Corey's big as hell and strong as hell and played football in the NFL. I forget that sometimes. So he's sitting there like, yeah, baby. And I'm like, yeah. And I go to go slap his hand. Corey, it was like a cartoon hand afterwards where my, my hand was red and blown up and was like throbbing. And I'm like, bro, I just tried to shake hands with a 6'7". 280 guy who is played. Corey's the nicest guy. You forget that he has a, a little bit of a, a edge to him. But yeah, never again, bro. Fist buster. And then I felt so bad because Corey, Corey would come up to me and be like, no, no, gay, regular handshake on this one. Regular. <laughs> he, was, he was like at a distance. He's like pulling his like, hand no, no, no. back. We ain't doing that anymore. Uh, but we're most certainly going to have some handshakes, though, on Sunday, exactly. Corey, uh, when the Bears take on the Cleveland Browns. Um, it'll be our last brewing view of the season. And, you know, what do you think is gonna? What do you think the coaching staff is gonna look like next year? So I, I think they're leaning towards keeping Ibrahimovic. I think just the way the defense is played, and we were talking about this. When you get a defense, especially if they continue the season how they've been playing, I you have to keep Ibrahimovic. The way he has this defense playing, and you think about adding another defensive end opposite Sweat, and you have a three technique like potentially Johnny Newton from Illinois. Mm. this defense could be really scary. And then all of a sudden you say, Poles, you control who the offensive coordinator is, right? Maybe you bring your guy, the enemy. Maybe you bring somebody else. Um, you have to have a play caller that can design plays for whatever quarterback's in there. So um, I think I think Eberflus and, and the defensive staff are probably going to be here. Um, I have a hard time believing that Luke Etsy is going to keep his job. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it would be, be a tough sell. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, hey, we're bringing back Lou Getzey. Everybody be like, no, this is this is not this is not what should be happening right now. But but I mean, I think it's for the best of the team, right? I think you gave them the opportunity from the very beginning, and I think that's what happened with both of them, all three of them for that matter, right? Getzey, Poles, and Eberflus. It was like, hey, we're uh, going to tear this thing down. You guys, if you guys do well, you can keep your jobs, and if you don't, then we're going to move on. And that's exactly what's happened. I feel Ryan Poles has set the Bears up, you know, in the present and for the future. I think Eberflus has done a good enough job to keep it, but if you're looking at the three of them, who who probably is the odd man out, it, for me, it's it's Lou Getzey without question. But what what is that like, Corey? I mean, you dealt with some different defensive coordinators. I mean, obviously, it might be harder for you to talk about on the offensive side, but is like is it as hard as people say when you bring in like a new coordinator to do something to change up the team? Yes. Yeah, so the, the example I always tell you about is the 2012 season when we played under Lovey Smith, right? We were top five defense, led the league in turnovers, um, playing lights out, right? That was the year we started out seven and one. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden we finished 10 and six, right? Lovey got fired on the last game of the season when Minnesota beat Green Bay and wow. they went in the playoffs. I said, I kicked us out. Um, and then we go basically with the same team, with the exception of Brian Erlacher, and right, like Erlacher's a leader, great guy, but he was towards the tail end of his career, and there's no disrespect to him by any means. But we had the same team with the exception of Brian Erlacher, right? And they tried to run the same scheme with Mel Tucker, right, who, who was just at Michigan State. Um, we don't have that <laughs> I didn't mean to bring that up, but, <laughs> but we went from one from top five to dead last in every category, right, because it's not the same. When you have things set up defensively, and I'm a big proponent of this, defense wins championships. 
I really do. I think if 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 they would have kept Lovey Smith and got the offense in order the way we were playing in 2012, that we were we were a championship defense, right? We without we were, question. Yeah, like it, no doubt about it, right? If the offense could have got things going, and that's the thing. Sometimes when you put too much pressure on the defense and the offense can't make plays when they need to, that that's where the disconnect was that year. Um, and I think offensively, we're seeing they're making enough plays to win games, right? With with the exception of the Vikings game, that that was just a poor game all around, both sides of the football. Um, you know, their, their offense, our offense, but I I just think. Um, this offense is going to continue to prove, improve, and I think the defense still has room to improve because they don't even have the arsenal of pass rushers that Philly has, that San Francisco, and they're about two guys away defensively from being a dominant, a really dominant team, like challenging a San Francisco or Philly. In the past few weeks, they, they played better than, than Philly or, or uh, San Francisco, honestly, on paper the way they've been playing these past couple of weeks. So imagine when they add that pass rusher, you add the three technique. Um, it's going to be pretty scary. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be a great game. Can't wait to watch it. Corey, appreciate you hanging out with me as always. You already no know. Problem, uh, go put the kids <laughs> to bed, man. Enjoy your day, and then I'll see you on Sunday, all right? All right, brother, man. Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear, hanging out, man. He's uh, It's always great because, you know, in this business, you know, people will be like, yeah, dude, get me on the show, you know, whatever. And you're like, dude, of course, I'll get you on the show every week if I can. And Corey's the guy where it's like, once you've had him on a couple times and you're like, ah, oh, he's don't want to jump back on the show again. And, and we'll hang out on Sunday and he'll be like, you going to get me on the show this week? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. And I'm going to keep you for an hour. <laughs> if I can get a free Corey Wooten guest appearance on my show every week, that's great. And it's a, I love that he does it, man. He's a great dude, man. I got to be honest, man, there's uh, one thing about this job too, like running into players is that, you know, as a, from a fan's perspective, you're like, Oh, you know, it's, it's a player. And you're like, Oh my God. And then you forget that like, they have the potential to be very, very cool people that you'd be friends with anyway. And that's what's happened with Corey, man. Six years we've been hanging out and uh, he's one of the best dudes, man. He's one of the best ones out there. I'm glad we had a chance to talk, especially today. All right. Uh, it's Gabe Ramirez, 670, the score got another hour with you guys. Uh, and in the eight o'clock hour, uh, we get a chance to talk to Joe Cowley, who is going to be telling us about the Chicago Bulls and what's been going on with them. Um, but on the other side, I want to briefly talk about a couple of things. Ben Roethlisberger talking about the Steelers and the current state of the team. I want to talk about Bill Belichick and whether the rumors are true about his future with the New England Patriots. And then I want to drop a couple of gems about Champions League soccer. My team made it for the first time in like 30 years, and then they bowed out quickly. And so I'll give you guys a little bit of that information as well before we get to Joe Colley. We'll do all that next. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.